welcome to the Clash Act podcast. But first, we're going to take a word from our sponsors, Morrissey Motors. Hello, Martin here from Morrissey Motors, Peugeot Kilkenny. We have the full range of environmentally friendly award-winning vehicles in petrol, diesel, hybrid and electric. Our 208, 3008 and 508 have all won Car of the Year. Our 5008 seven-seater has won SUV of the Year. And not forgetting Ireland's best-selling commercial, the award-winning partner van. That's five in a row, Martin. It is, Brian. That's impressive. Contact the lads in Morrissey Motors, Waterford Road, Kilkenny, today. And you're very welcome to this week's edition of the Clash Act podcast with myself, Eddie Scally, in the hot seat. And I'm delighted to be joined by Waterford hurling superstar, Mr. Dan Shanahan. Dan, how are you? Good, thanks, Eddie. Uh, Dan, how's the lockdown been treating you? Yeah, good, Eddie. Um, I hard to believe that, but it's been, it's, it's been very busy at work, so it, it keeps the days going. Plus, I've been training away myself, like you know. So, um, so you're so used to it Eddie, over the years that you do it, you go away, do a five k run or something like that. Like so, so it's been good. It's been good. It's been tricky, but good. And last year, you you, you know you had a, you had an exciting year with your own club, Lismore. There, um, you had a good year through the championship. I know it was a lot of it was behind closed doors and that. Um, I know. I suppose is it fair to say as you get a little bit older. You appreciate these things a little bit more. Definitely, Eddie. Um, you ask the question, where the year's gone? But you know, um, to, to be honest with you, but we had a really, really good year last year. We got to the semi-final, and they got against the trimming in the semi-final. But I think they give most clubs a wall for the trimming, if I'm being honest with you. We were disappointing on the day with our performance. But look, it was another step in the right direction for our club. We're a small club, Eddie. We don't have big numbers like other clubs have, like, you know, but look, we, we, we do what we have to do. And... Um, we're back training as it is already, but look, we enjoy it. We enjoy, I enjoy going to Lismore myself, to be honest with you. And with Lismore, will you be togging out again this year and, and, and giving it whatever you can with the legs, whatever they'll let you do? Uh, I like the way you say it again, Eddie. Um, it's, uh, I, I probably will. I was back training last Monday and Wednesday, so um, I enjoy this. It's something I do, Eddie. Like some people go playing golf when they when they pack up the holding or do different sports, go cycling or go road running or something like that, triathlons. But I just love, like going to the field. I love going up to the field, to be honest, Jed. Doing what I know, what I can do. I'm not as quick as the lads are anymore. But I give it everything when I go there. You're only there an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, Eddie. So why not put in the effort and you're up there, like, no matter what age you are, like, you know. So I enjoy it. absolutely enjoy it. Today I'll stop enjoying going to the field. Um, it's the day I'll walk away and, and, and take up something else. And Like, obviously, you know, and I don't mean this being hard hard on you. Like obviously, no. age waits for no man, and it does. Yeah. I, I was I was reading up last week. Your dad played well into his forties as well. Yeah, he would have had. He was probably off the field more than honest. If I'm being honest with Eddie, but um, he would have had um, as did my uncle. So, uh, but look, it's just it's just something I enjoy, Eddie. It's just um, I went up Monday. It was tough. No, I won't tell you. Lie, it was tough. Um, not a physical. I suppose you have to lay the foundation. Or for the year ahead, like you know, on Wednesday was more hurling. I probably picked the wrong day to go back. I should come back to Wednesday. It's a bit easier, but again, it was tough. But again, I enjoyed it. It's, um, it's something I enjoy. Um, I live in Dungarvan, obviously, and I took up the road to meet the lads. Hadn't seen them for a while. We 25 plus up there with a, a good few excuses. So it's great to see the club activity back. To be honest with you, and and just with the club itself this year, will you be? Working as a selector as well with the with the backroom team. I know you've done that last year. You were in the backroom team. Will you will you be doing that again this year? No, Eddie. No, I, I'm going. To, I know I give three years of that to to to, to this more because a player, coach, kind of a team. Like you know, and I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. But we needed a fresh voice this this year, and you know yourself. And 
can only get so much out of a club like when you're there for three years the lads know the same voice the same drills you know so we, we, we changed things the club changed things up this year and just I, I really enjoyed the training this week up there like you know I did train last night I wasn't there obviously so I wasn't for different reasons but again it's um, something I enjoyed uh, it's just going up to the field do your own half including the stretching of both ends and, and go home like you know it's it's my routine Eddie I've known that nothing has changed I did it all my life and there'll come a time I know myself when the legs won't be able to go but at the moment they're not too bad and and it's just something that you say there it's it's, it's something that I've always been kind of strong on myself is is the length of time a management team can kind of stay I, I, I stay fresh is the word I'd use it I think sometimes a management team can stay too long they can, it, it can become a little bit stale it can become monotonous for the players like is the rule of thumb, you know, is it three, four, five years if you're winning, you keep going, or is it a case of you, you'll know when it's time that you've you've done enough, or how how would you see it yourself? Like you've been in a few dressing yeah. rooms now. Yeah, I think Eddie, if you keep winning, it's easy to do. If I'm being honest with you, like you know, um, players and players and other routine. And if I have to credit Bally Gunner down here and I suppose Bally Hale above and, and continue the way they keep keep doing this, but so I think three years, Eddie, is, is, is enough for for any coach manager. To, to be at the top because it can get it can get tough um, do you know what I mean it can, it can get boring for the players and that's something you don't want the enjoyment can go out when they're hearing the same voice um, for over three years in a row like you know so it, it gets tough after the third year like you know but look some people are different Davies and Blow and Wicks so this is fifth year I think like you know so um, Ryan Cody as you said here's there a long time not very long 11 or 12 or whatever 16 years I think and he's still, he's still getting the the respect that he deserves, like you know. But for me, three years—the way the game has gone now, three years as a coach slash manager—is is more than enough. And just just taking a look back at your own career, uh, Dan, you you were brought into the Waterford senior panel in in, in nineteen ninety five. You would have been very young, um, yeah. getting your getting your start there. If I'm if I'm right, it was Jerry McCarthy. I think brought you in first, was it? No, Tony Manson. Tony Manson. <clears throat> and, and and thinking back to that time, I know you had played at at the underage levels um, for the county. But stepping up into the senior grade at a young age, do you remember what that was like at the time? Yeah, it, it was extremely tough um, at the time. As in, I was young. The lads that were there were experienced lads, like you know, um, Damien Burns, the Jimmy Beresfords. They were good, solid men, like you know. When you go in there. I remember training blow and belly gunner in, in their main pitch at the time and they didn't spare Eddie if I'm being honest with you. But I could back up there. I had a few Liz more lads with me, Crawler Daily, the Pendergasts, you know, Paul Pendergast. So um I great I great back up there for a young age. Kim McGrath was at, at the time was there again. He was starting as well. So um we kind of um kind of hopped off each other if I'm being honest with you, like you know. So the lads would have looked after me going in their own club mates. But uh, it was it was tough for a sixteen year old going in training at a at at level. With, with such lads that wouldn't spare you in training. But that's sometimes that, that's good, Eddie, because you have to learn hard. You learn, you learn quick. So you do. Like, you know, and I had a good year that year with, with, with good enough year underage and adult level. Like, you know, and Tony Mansell rang me to see when I come in training. And I, I, I rang my dad, if I'm being honest with you, asked him what he thought. And he said, look, take a chance and go in and see if you enjoy it. If you don't, you can, you can, you can always go back next year. Like, you know, so I did enjoy it, Eddie, yeah. And at 16, like, no, first of all, it can't happen now. It's, it's not no. that it's not that uh, you, you couldn't see it happening. It's just it's not allowed to happen. But but for you yourself, because it's it's something that's 
it's it's kicked around a lot in the GEA. It's it's this player burnout and 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 trying to mine players and um, I don't mean to be a bit rude on it, like, but they're they're kind of molly coddling lads, you know, like Dan Shanahan going in at sixteen, it didn't do you any harm. No, definitely not, Eddie. And, and you make a good point there, Eddie. Like you know, their only Coddling is, is a nice way of putting it. But yes, like you know, let yet the, the senior team they must go out and play everything within ten weeks. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. Like you know, I didn't go back to their clubs and play with everything within ten weeks of that. So when their twenties, let's go back and play with their clubs. Where 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 is the player welfare there when they're being burnt out as it is? Do you know? So it, it's a tricky one to, to at the time. Time you know yourself, Eddie. Times have changed back then. Do you know? Times have changed now to to watch what the lads have now to, to back then. Like you don't, you go down to when I, when I started off, you would go down and do a drill or two and play a game for 20, 30 minutes. Like you know, that was it. Would notice a lot of drills and a lot of different stuff. But again, the player player burnout, it's something you know that has to be looked at. Maybe that are we overlooking the are we overlooking the the way the, the underage is why changing from under twenty? What was wrong with the minors under eighteen and under twenty one at the time? That was changed because a player. If I'm right in saying this, because a player burned out, and yet the players are playing more than they ever did now. You know, so it, it, there's a few question marks over the way to, about the burnout question. Yeah, you, you'd, you'd wonder with the structures, because you see lots of things changing in the GEA over time, and then, you know, ultimately the game doesn't change. It evolves, it might speed up and stuff. It's yeah. like, like one of the biggest things, and like taking Dan Shanahan, who was 16, going into the water for panel in 1995. And comparing the Dan Shanahan that walked away, retired from Waterford, say in in two thousand and ten or eleven, um, like when you were there in ninety five, do you remember? Like, was there nutritional backgrounds done for you? Was there nutritionist there telling you this is what you're to eat, this is what you're to drink specifically for you to improve you, or was it, you know, a, a bit more agricultural than that back then? A bit more agricultural, Eddie. Good way to put, good way of putting it. As in that. The scientific side of it came in in '98 when when Joel came in. He bought in the neutron diet. I don't know if you ever hear of it. Yeah. Uh, and he bought in at the time where you go away. Um, previous to that, and Tony Manson, as I said, Tony was just old school back then. Like you know, great man, great selectors there. Throw in the ball, flake each other, have a show and go home, have something to eat and go home. Like whereas, I dropped in '97, '80. If I'm being honest with you, like you know, for for. Kind of reasons, but '98 when Joel came in there, like you know, he mm. bought in the neutron diet. He bought something different. Just go and take your bloods, and you were told what you could eat and what you couldn't eat, what you could drink and what you couldn't drink, which was brilliant at the time because we weren't used to that. If you know, people weren't used to that in Waterford. He just bought something different. People, it, it was very good for people. It wasn't so good for other people. But the way that Joel bought it is the key for me. That he bought their professionalism back in 1998 to the to the, the setup, which had never been there. Scientific side of it was was very important, and it got it got a great response from the players. Yeah, it's it's see, it's 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 a really interesting one, Dan. Like I spoke to Willie O'Connor, uh, the legend, uh, a couple of months ago, and I speak to him quite regularly. I'd ring him if I'm ever feeling down. He's the person to ring because he's uh, he's just always in great form for whatever reason. He's just cracked. But when we were chatting one day, I asked him about did he have any diets, you know, or what what he was playing, and he said to me. He remembered they brought in a guy one time to give them Lucas A bottles and Mars bars uh, for energy, yeah. and he said that was the yeah. nearest he had to a diet. But when you look at Willie's career, um, you know it didn't it didn't affect his career in any way, shape, or form. He was always in great nick, and he was a brilliant cornerback. But I just wonder, like when you look at what Jerk brought in, the professionalism that comes into that, like it, 
the results come after that. It's it's just you know what I mean. It's it, like do you feel that it was that professionalism that came in that was a catalyst for year team because you you had a wonderful number of years under him. Um, you know, Jared, and then it, it kind of spiraled on to Justin as well. I'm sure each manager brought a, a level of professionalism. You know, as you got a little bit older through them, that it kept kind of rising, did it? Hundred percent. As in Tony Mansfield had his way at the time. You know that. You know, didn't 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 Gerald come in and I can remember going down the down the tramor, doing the sand, I was running the beach, and we've never done before up, up the ball, the man and the lads would know what I'm talking about. The water lads would know what I'm talking about up, up up a big sand hill there. I can remember people getting sick at the top of the hill. You know, and doing laps of the of the, the showgrounds and the flat field, old school training laps of the field, been totally fit. Another night, I remember those 54 sprints in the in the back of the flat field there again. Like, and no, every one of us did it. There was no complaint. There was no hamstring injuries. There was no. Everyone did it. Like, I remember the line I was going across the the back of the flat field there, and, and <coughs> 20, 30 lads uh, sprinting 60, 70, 80 yards. You know. For, for for a good half an hour, three quarters of an hour, and, and that's just the way things were. That's what Gerald Ger- Ger- bought. We were fit. He was a good coach, good organizer. Shane Hearn was with him, a good coach at the time, good selectors with him. So they had, and that's that's just that was the the foundation, in my view, for for Watford holding. So it was when when Gerald came in there, he laid that foundation, he laid the professionalism, Philip bought into him. If we didn't buy into him, you were gone. Simple as like that. No matter who you were, you were dropped. And I can I can, I can vouch for that. As you were dropped off the panel, and he got on with it. That's what player when other players, when other players, team managers do that. They say to themselves, "This is a serious man here," like you know, and he was. He, he really, he really put Warford on the map. That's my point of view. And like at that time, you know, and and I don't mean this in in in, in any way disrespectful to Waterford or, or or to you or any player that played for Waterford, but. See, if you look at Waterford in the early 90s, um, even though they had wonderful players, you weren't expecting them to win in All-Ireland. They had a couple of individual, you know, savage hurlers, but you wouldn't have put them in it. But in a kind of a 13, kind of an 8, 10-year period, say from, I would say, definitely from about 2002, 2003 onwards, Waterford became an absolute force in hurling that you played a a beautiful brand of hurling to watch, but at the same time there was a bit of TT as well. And you know, if you'd have been, if the ball had bounced away, I, I, I definitely think that team should have won in All Ireland. You were very unlucky to come up probably against the, the greatest hurling team of all time and the Kilkenny team that you met. And I think you did meet them at their absolute peak. But was that down to just sheer hard work from evolving managers, a couple of managers that brought Waterford hurling on, or you know, or was there more to it, or what was happening that that Waterford hurling had that big surge in in, in the noughties like? Because for for me, Eddie, I, I thought my best option was to win our own best year was two thousand nineteen ninety eight. Sorry, nineteen ninety eight. We played Kilkenny in the semi final, and I remember that day. I never, I'll never say there's a, a, a very a, a poor Kilkenny team. There's not, but there was never as strong as, and we got caught that day. Like we, we we wasted so much ball. Willie O'Connor, your mate, had a fantastic game. Connor back. We played into his hands. We didn't move around the place. And and and, and Kilkenny beat us that day by a point or two. I think Noel Maloney got a goal. DJ missed hit a free, and Noel Maloney pulled, pulled and, and and won the game for us. And we we didn't play bad that day. But again, Gerald had his way. Just Justin came in then, and he bought a another level. He bought an up another level. The holding, the speed of the holding, really came into it when I said from Colin Bonner. They really bought the holding speed, and fellas bought him to Justin. And you know, I can remember being up in Cashmore. You you you'd be, you'd be around the grass there for 10 minutes with no slitter 
getting your wrists up, getting your the strength into your wrists, the way you could hit the ball faster and stuff like that. He definitely bought a, a, an unbelievable professionalism as a coach, hurling coach. He, to this day, he could cut a line ball over the bar. That's how skillful Justin was, like you know. And he definitely bought hurling, the, hur- the hurling skill of the game for us when he came in up to another level. And and playing under him, like you know, you had some great years yourself. You picked up, you know, you picked up three All Stars, I think, in that period of time as well. Um, under him, like like for you yourself, you must have just, you must have loved the hurling you were playing. Like it, you know, you were you were free scoring and and absolutely brilliant to watch. It was a real forwards team to watch. I know you had some brilliant defenders, but you, it must have been just a a, a brilliant time to play under him. Yeah, it unbelievable. And just when just when just when you when you pack it up, it. You, you you see these things, but my first two years under Justin, I got I got very little game time. Do you know I got very little game time? Um, I could have walked away, could have packed it up, but I stuck with it. And I stuck with it. Do you know when Justin came in and two came on as a sub in the Munster final, above first Munster final in number of years to win, and I came on as a sub. I wasn't I, I wasn't I didn't feel part of it. I don't say I'm delighted. Don't get me wrong, delighted to win Munster. We didn't do it in so long. Um, but I didn't for 2003 same way I didn't get much game time again but in, from, from 2004 I think when, when Justin's faith in me and he, he would have been quoted saying I, I would come good I, I really went away Jerry Fitzpatrick came in um, a physical trainer a strength and conditioning coach and most of all a great man you could talk to and he really for me really took took me under his wing and I took off from there um, I got into great shape off the field um, my hurling improved on the field and once I got that first goal whether it was the league league final above against Galway in zero four, I really took off after that idiot and I can't look I, you know, I really took off after that and the conference soared don't get me wrong I had a few bad games during the, the noughties but under Jerry and, and Justin at the time in zero four, 4 I really took off and I loved going training I loved the brand of hurling we played I, I knew where the ball was going we had great backs the deliveries where they'd put us I just Try to get on the end of it nine times out of ten. Yeah, it is, and like a hundred percent that the the, the ball's going into you, you. You definitely did get on the end of it nine out of ten times. But two thousand and seven, like that year, you, you, you knocked in like a personal tally for a non-free taken forward. You scored eight goals and twelve points. Um, in that championship, it was you were kind of I think Marty Morrissey or someone or Marty. One of them had started anyway with the whole uh, Dan the Man thing, and you know that kind of co- it took off, and it really was kind of your year that year, the two thousand and seven. Like it was, I think nearly everything you hit, you know, was hitting the back of the net. But you know, it, it was a brilliant year, and I'd say I I know it's well documented that the, the replay against Cork and then playing Limerick again very soon afterwards that it kind of caught up with you in the end that season, did it? I don't think so, Eddie. If I've been honest with you, like you know, people have said that to me that if Cork would be a game, they wouldn't have played three weeks in a row. But you know, we were coming off a good victory against Cork, like you know, and if we'd beaten Limerick, they wouldn't be saying this. You know, I mean, Limerick came out and we we conceded five goals. You can't win a game conceding five goals. You know, we we played well that I, I played well myself that day again. I got four points. I hit the corner, the post late on in the second half and. I look at run out probably because I was scoring. They, they went in previous game to that, but Limerick were well up for the game that day, like you know. And we were disappointed. It was another good chance for Waterford to get to an Ireland, an Ireland final. And we all know what Kilkenny did to Limerick in, in zero seven. But for us to get that, I would have loved to got to an Ireland final just as coach because we had we had beaten Kilkenny in the league that year in zero seven. We 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 very little did we ever beat Kilkenny in anything. 
I would love to see what Justin would have done in, in, in an All-Ireland final on the biggest day of anyone's career and the way he would have coached us and taught us what to do, like, you know, and unfortunately that didn't happen for us, like, you know, and everything, everything hit in 0-7 went well, but I can assure you, it wasn't from just going out in the field and hitting the gun. I walked hard away from the field by doing my own thing, like, you know, and I mean, the, when a player's confidence, like a striker on the soccer or, or a golf player, when, he, when he's confident, he'll, he'll put the ball and Look, I'm not being big hit already, but I know how to finish the ball, and I still do. I know what to hit the side and hit it. You know what I'm saying? To you. Like, you know, yeah. it's just a thing that that I can do. Like, you know, and I was lucky to do. And th- th- that year, th- the season finished. Obviously, you beaten beaten it, it, the way you were, and then the following year, 2008. Like, it'd be remiss of me if I didn't if I didn't bring it up. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Justin's tenure um, was kind of. Kutch, you know, I I don't know. Like looking back, it's easy to look back on something and say it was it was quite harsh how it ended. Like there's no question it was harsh how it ended. I know you personally, the substitution the day you were taken off or you went to give the handshake. It's it's a bit like the Roy Keane Mick McCarthy thing. There's always that photograph and it's always there. I'm sure behind the scenes there's not a huge amount to it. It's a, it's a disappointed player coming off the field. Um, that's the way I'd see it anyway. But you know. Can I ask you in your head what it was like at that time where where that change was happening, and then we kind of look back at it now, how you feel about it today, you know? Yeah, um, to be honest, like, it's hard. It's, it's kind of hard. But 2007, I probably got hundred year, you know, Eddie. And there's a bit of pressure comes with that when you're going into the game, going into your the year after, like you know. I can assure you, I trained harder than I did in any previous year, but I didn't get the breaks I got in other years. And I was totally deserving to be taken. Should have been. I was deserving to be taken off in zero seven. I sorry zero eight against Clare up up, up and there. We were absolutely atrocious. I was bad, but I wasn't the only fella. And I can remember coming off the field that day, and the, the, the way the cameraman caught that picture, as you said, like like McCarthy and Roy Keane, he just caught it. And I, there was no intention of that to disrespect Justin. And at the time, and there was a big cheer from the stand. And you know, I was upset with myself playing so bad, and I said it to this day. That I should have got a kick up the hole instead of getting a clap in the back, coming off of Justin. You know, and people took it wrong. Is he getting big-headed? He's one holler of the year. Things were saying that. And I can assure you, I, I trained harder than previous. Previous, I was just disappointed by performance coming off. And I can assure Justin knows where I stand with that. Like you know, and he assured me that he no hard, no, no grudges written after that. And I can assure you, I had no grudges with Justin because only for Justin, I wouldn't have three all stars and maybe or a holler of the year. You know because he was so loyal to me and I was just disappointed that day myself coming off the field with my performance like you know and I think there was a lot made more of it than it should have been like you know you, you can ever after that then Justin us as, a, us as players got got, um, got got rid of Justin is a bad way of putting it but we did like you know and it was tough because he was so good to us over the years he probably should have went in 0-7 um <clears throat> and so he'd probably tell you that, but again, it was just the way. As a as, as a team, we we um we decided his time was up, like you know, on the county board practice, and that was that was a, that was a bad way to go. But that, that's the way that's the way it went. And kind of making that point, and I and I do. I remember that when it happened, Dan. Like we would have went to a lot of the Waterford games at the time. A lot of friends from Waterford, and we were travelling to the games. Plus the fact that you were an absolute joy to watch, so it was great crack. Um, but. I remember it like the next day or the day after it was in the papers and I looked at it and one of my friends said to me look at this you know and I said there's nothing to see there like I said he's fuming with his own performance he's coming off thick 
I said there's a chance he probably didn't even see that hand you know and, and these things can happen and it might even like I've had it myself where I've taken off players and they've growled at me coming off the field if we're winning yeah. by eight points they tend to high five me and hug me on the way well, off the field um, do you know and, and, and these things happen but the, the one I would say is this is back to what we spoke about at the very beginning about a management team like they all have a cycle and at some stage or at some point that cycle's over and it's time to give somebody else the reins and it's it's probably and this is no disrespect to Justin but it probably it probably was a season too many for that that cycle his 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 run was finished and it was time for maybe a fresh face is isn't that fair to say it is i think if i'm being honest with you like you know there's no point in saying that it wasn't like it probably was we like we probably did the county board's job at the time you know yeah why why we, we i can remember going to meetings and and blowing in majestic and tramore and no, we like we we had it hot and heavy, and some players said he had to go. And hand on heart, he, I, I was one of the lads that said, "Let's let's let's see out this season with Justin. You know, let's see it out. He's been outstanding to us. Like you know, and there were seven or eight of us at the time that would have voted for Justin this day, but the majority ruled, and we had to back each other. You know, but as you said there, like the county board should have probably said to themselves, "Look, look, Justin's after doing brilliant for Waterford. Let Justin go out in the high after getting off to an Ireland semi-final, winning the league." Winning a monster, but uh, again, like you know, it's point is what you said that, that manager, some managers stay, 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 or stay over there their turn. But he was outstanding. Justin was brilliant. He thought he could do it, bring us to another level in in zero in, in again. But it didn't work out. And sometimes in sport, that that's the way it goes. Like you know, but again, it was disappointing because that man did so much for Watford holding and what he done for what we haven't. We, we we won three monsters under him, like you know, and. We won one under Davy in ten, and we haven't won that since. So that'll tell you the calibre of the man that he is. Yeah, there, the, his, his 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 standard is without question. There's, there, there, you know, no one could even suggest anything other. In that season, then Justin departs, and and we the GEA has Waterford to thank for Davy Fitzgerald or Waterford. You know, Davy Davy comes in. I'm sure like a cannonball um, into what would have been. I, I would imagine for Davy that would have been a pretty tough job to go in and take um, but there was nearly an instant reaction to Davy there and I, I'm, I'm not in any way degrading Davy's ability as a manager he's a fabulous coach as well and a great manager but you know you're going to get a reaction from a team and, and your team had to stand up you just replaced your manager with a new manager so whoever was getting that job you were going to have to back it to the hilt and and, and Davy he, he got a great season out of you the first year Davey brought something that, that another another level of professionalism. Like, you know, to be honest, I, I, I've always bought towels and training gear to, to um, train. And Eddie, when Davey came in, our gear was, was was in the dressing room. Our towels were already in the dressing room when we went training every night training. That like that for me, I never, I, I've, never, I've never, I've never done. Still don't. When Davey, he did that. If you know what I'm saying, he bought another, but he bought. We weren't fit at the time. Eddie, he bought a level of fitness again. Like you know, uh, to, to to training. He bought his way. He two good men with him in Morris Geary and Peter Queeley, two respected lads like you know. And he bought his. He he laid his terms on. And of course you're going to get a response when when players do this. Like you know that you're going to have to get a response. And look, David's a fantastic coach and a fantastic manager. And, and I think it was a it was a, it was a good situation with David because if we didn't go well, he could have blamed all, us for the decision we made. And if he went well. He was the man that took us to the All Ireland final. You know what I'm saying? So he couldn't lose if you know what I'm saying, Jedi. That's, that's the bottom line. He couldn't lose whether we won or, won the All Ireland or didn't win it. He came in. He brought us to another level of professionalism into into Waterford holding, and we we kind of performed okay that year. We got to the All Ireland final, like we didn't perform that year, like you know. But 
it was just the way he, he brought it up to another level, if, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and like that season, I know, like I know it sounds strange that you got to an All Ireland final in 2008, but I thought you performed way better in 2007 without getting to an All Ireland final. 100, yeah. Um, but in 2008. He did. He did still manage to to get to that All Ireland final. I was at at the game myself, and there was a great buzz and excitement about it, um, going there. But he, he just, you know, he just didn't turn up on the day in the final. Was it a case of a mixture of both? Maybe Waterford just a little bit nervous, a bit fresh, first first All Ireland final in a long time, and then meeting what was probably the strongest Kilkenny team ever right on their day. I think that was literally the peak of that Kilkenny team. Definitely, you know, we got it wrong ourselves as players, but I think the management got it wrong too. Um, you know, trying trying to instruct different players to upset different Kilkenny players, you know, and it didn't work. You, know, you just said it there. We played the best team, probably one of the best, the best Kilkenny team ever to put on jersey. Like you know, when you go trying to hit Eddie Brennan, he goes away and gets two goals for doing it. Like you know, it doesn't work. You know, um, but look, that's the way it was. I, don't, I have no doubt. We learned from it. Day we learned from it. To get to the All Ireland was fantastic. For, for a player to play but we didn't turn up that day so we didn't and when you don't turn up against Kilkenny you, you, the floodgates are open they did it to them the previous, the previous year as well in 0-7 they did it us in 0 you know and you have to whatever, whatever. at the time that's why you said already Justin if we got there what would he have done you know in 0-7 we won the league against Kilkenny and told us it would have been interesting but it wasn't to be and Look, I, I can't, I'm not going to point the finger at Davy Fitz and say he got it wrong. We got it wrong as a, as a management and players on the day. And we just made an awesome Kilkenny team that, that rolled over us, like you know. And look, I'm from West Waterford, I suppose. Um, it, it is really harder for the City Guards, especially with South, it's with Kilkenny and South Kilkenny, so they're yeah. down there, the, the rivalry, compared to where I come from, be Cork and Waterford, where down the, down the city to be Kilkenny. And it was hard to take, but look. It, it, it was what it was. We did, we did our best. We made a massive team, and, and they, they, they hammered us. Simple as that. Yeah, no, no, it, it is, and and I mean that's that that has happened to, to to a lot of teams that came up against Kilkenny. That you know, if you're not at the pin, at, at at your absolute peak, you're you're in trouble because at that time they were they were they were superb. But I just want to kind of press it on. Like you you retired a couple of years later, um, and. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I, am being selfish, and, and and lots of water for people that I know. We, we all kind of felt that there was more, more in it. Was it, was it a case of that you felt? There's no, there's no way you'd be able to tell me that you didn't feel you had more in the body to go for another period of time because I, I know that that wouldn't be the case. But was it a case that you felt that that the management no longer kind of felt that there was a place for Dan Shannon there, and you just said, look, you know, t- now's the time to, to to retire, or how how did that process come about? Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't getting much game time, Eddie. Like, I think in, z- in zero eight, Eddie, um, <clears throat> I, I didn't have the best year. But yet against Wexford in the quarter final, we were struggling. I, I happened to get one one or one two in the game. We won the game. Like you know, um, didn't get much game time again in zero nine with Davy and his management team. And, and I, I have to admit, you know, Eddie, that Davy bought it I, I, like he is now. He, he was bringing his game, his terms, his way to play in different games that. Um, the running game, and maybe I was coming to the end of my career, and I was coming to the end of my career. But could I have kept going? If it was there a place for Dan Shannon, there definitely was at the time. Um, there was a lot of the games that Galway and zero nine above and Tullis stands out again, losing by four points. And I'm not, and I'm not being big headed here. Bring on oh, Dan Shannon, we won the game by a point. Yeah. So there was a lot of games that I, I took Davy out of holes to Munster final in ten, getting no game time again in in, in the drawn game, very little game time. Milan gets injured in, in the. Extra time in the extra time in, in the replay under lights 
um, in Tullus, and, and Danielson pops up with a goal. So there's a, there was a lot of there was a there was a there was a lot of things that I, I didn't agree with, David. I thought I was good enough to start a few games. He didn't think so. Um, I thought I was good enough. I trained hard. So I did, but there was there was a lot of times that I, I took Davy out of the hole too in, in some of the games. But but as a senior player, Dan, at the time, like I I know with my own club that that I'm that I'm managing at the moment, there's senior players on my team, and if I if I don't start them and they feel they should be starting, or if I bring them on in the game and they clatter in a goal and point and, and you know to, to use the pun, they got me out of a hole. The the next day, if I'm not starting them, they'll they'll walk up to me and they'll they'll pull me aside and they'll say, listen, what's the story here? Like, you know, what what do you want from me? What you know, is th- did I do yeah. something to you? Like, I mean, you yeah. you must have had these conversations, did I you? Did. I I I, 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 I put a call Davy aside when I blow blow in Welsh Park, you know, and I asked him what I, what do I have to do? What what I've done? I, I've done everything you asked me to do. We we played Tipperary in a, in a challenge game previous week. Open Torres I scored one three the same night, and I would have asked him straight up, Davy, what do I have to do to get on the team? And he never he'd, he'd never answer me. He'd, he'd always. You know, we we had, we had our little words, and that was it. You know, you must think of the team. You must think of the team. There was no better man that ever taught a team only Dan Shannon. I can assure you that. And now Dan Shannon never taught Dan Shannon in his plane. It was always about the team. And I just felt there wasn't part of his plans. Um, I was coming to the end anyway, Eddie. To be honest with you, but I, I knew I had something to offer. But I didn't think Davy thought I was I, I was in his plans. Like you know, so I made that decision. I didn't want. Davy, I'm not against Davy. I'm yeah. not against him. He's a great coach. I'm just seeing it the way the way I see it, the way I was treated. It wasn't with 100 100% respect that I, I should have got the service I gave Waterford over the years. I don't think he gave, he gave me that respect. But again, I have to look at too that he was going to bring his game to, to the way he wanted to play it. You know, and, and I would have had conversation with Davy, and it wasn't nice sometimes, but that was life. That's the way it went. You know, I, I was never a man to say. Like I take it and I sit down and say nothing. No, I call him aside one night with, with a few words. He would then hate the boys after after I having a few words. He was thinking of the team this, he was thinking of the team that. No individuals here. And I knew he was having to dig at me. You know, I'm not stupid. But it was just something that I knew my time was coming to an end with David. Like, you know, but I enjoyed his training. Um, I enjoyed what he did for Warford. We, we, won, we won Munster in 10. We haven't won it since. Do you know, he bought us an Ireland final in eight. You know, so there was not a productive, a lot of lads became great horrors under Davy as well, like you know, but um we just didn't get on it we just didn't get on, like you know, and that's, no. that's the bottom line. No, there's two there's two questions that I just kinda of want to put to you, um, Dan. Like one of them the the following year, the year after you retired, like you know, you, there was a Waterford went out and and were absolutely pulverized. Seven I think it was seven seven eighteen or seven nineteen to nineteen points um yep. by Tipperary. And yep. at the time because Waterford were playing with a sweeper system and the whole lot. I mean, you you know there was there was any there was an ample opportunity for the whole country to dive on and destroy, um, you know what what it, what it, what it, what it went on in the field, but they didn't. They, you know, it, I think it was there was might have been a couple of rumblings and a couple of suggestions that maybe the setup wasn't the way it should be. But you know, at the time for you, you took your first year like that's your first year out retired. So you're now gone from being the main man to being a, a fan which I've no doubt you were and I guarantee you were shouting for Waterford and wanting yeah. to win like that must have been hard to stomach that day watching that game yeah it was of course and I was on the line that day if I can remember um, Eddie doing a bit of interview with, with, with um, 
which RTE, and it was tough to take. It was tough to take, but um, you know, it, it was it's so hard, Eddie, when you retire. Um, what do you do the year after? It's so tough. You're such a routine. I was used to going three, four nights a week, whether it's just gym work or whether it's the field. I was so used to it. You know, you're going back to your club with respect to your club. The intensity is not up there. The quality is not up there. You know, so it's a big step and you have to go back to your club and give up your inter-county career. But it comes, there comes a time when you just have to say, look, Daniel, you, you've done enough. Could I have went on, Eddie? You're damn right I could have played on. I know I could have played on because the science would have changed. If you know what I'm saying to you, there's a way you could have trained yourself better than, than killing yourself and taking time off or recovering better, that kind of stuff, etc. But um, I made that decision in 10, like, you know, I, I don't think I was going to feature in 11 much. And um, I, I was delighted with that decision. And of course, I was disappointed with the way the lads were playing and stuff like that. But look, as I said, you, you said something about Kenny there in 2008, no better team than Tipperary too, with the car, but still they get half a chance. And they sniff goals, they're going to give them extra pass for the goal. Um, and they buried us that day. And when you're doing the stuff with RTE, because like like I've spoken to a few players about this, and it's it is very hard. Like I mean, um, I I I was I I seen one of the Sligo players coming out the following year. I th- I'm going to say it was Eamon O'Hara. I think it. I, I hope I'm not wrong now. I'm blaming the wrong player, and I'm not blaming. But Eamon was brought on as a pundit on the Sunday game, the year he retired, and yes. um, Kevin Walsh was managing Sligo at the time, and Sligo were beaten, and then it went back to the studio where they absolutely minced Kevin Walsh and I remember watching at the time thinking Jesus Christ you know <laughs> what, yeah. what are they thinking here like their scores getting settled there live on the Sunday game you know yeah, yeah. but but for you when you see a, a, a humbling defeat like that you know in your own head you're thinking you know I can decapitate a man here now if I want to but at the same time you're looking out there and you're seeing 18 and 19 of your own players colleagues lads that you've been working with for the last 9 and 10 years and you know that's you know it must be a very hard one to, to kind of choose your words if you know what I mean or how you how you analyse that performance that day yeah 100% Eddie. and and, and well, it was the ball in my court to, to criticise Dave and his tactics of course it was but I wouldn't do that I, I, I couldn't do it to the players that I've played with over the years if I've been honest with you I, I was always a players man and I still am and I couldn't, I couldn't criticise the players that that put on any jersey because they, they, they didn't go that day to get that result or over the years to get beaten by that much. It just happens on the day, like you know. And some things work, some things don't work. You know, like you know, Davies won Leinster with Wexford. Uh, two, two or three weeks previous, that he was being criticised blowing Wexford. Two weeks later, he wins Leinster. He's, he's a hero. You know, so some days it works, some days it doesn't work, and it's hard to be standing on the sideline there and and. Senior team that you you would have soldier with for years and years being hammered by 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 opponents, but you just have to soak it up, hack it straight away. Please God, they get their quarter for and push it on after that. Keep the positive, keep it positive. But I would never ever go on on even in this conversation. I'm not I'm not criticizing David. No, I'm talking to anything like that. Like you know, I'm just <clears> seeing it from my point of view. I would never go on radio or television and do what whoever did what they did above in the studios and do that to manager because. They're doing their best as well. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, no, it's and, and, and it is. It's 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 such an easy thing to to cut cut people down. And I think, you know, and this is where we're going to go to next. With this is, you would have got to see the whole other side of that, um, with Derek, um, when when you took on 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 the role, Derek as the manager in there as a selector with him, like it, you know, it must have been. 
I'm, I'm sure it was a really enjoyable ride uh, in there, being involved and being, you know, back into the whole county setup and the whole lot. But it must have been a very different experience as well for you, Dan, that you're not actually playing yourself. You know, how how did you find that role in the beginning? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, Gary came to me there. I met me here at my house and asked me would I get involved um, in his first year. And, you know, I, I, I would have... Again, rang me dad, like, you know, for a bit of advice and, and asked him, and he, he said, if you think, go for it, go for it. Like, you know, because he very candid me a little, a little book that of, of what he wanted to do for Watford, Eddie, and what he wanted to achieve for Watford and what he wanted to do for the players for Watford. And I just read through it and I said, this, this is what this, this is for me. Do you know, and, and I made that decision within two, an hour of reading the, 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 few, the, the, the book that Derry gave me or the few words he gave me to read that I wanted in here. You know, at, at the first year I was in there, I was with Willie Maher, great man, Frank Fannery, great man, and Derek himself, like, you know, with a massive set-up there. And it was Derek's first year, and I would have loved it. I would have learned so much more than first year, Eddie, than I would any year, like, you know, getting to know the players, doing one or two drills, looking at Willie's professionalism, Frank's drills, Derek's professionalism, and work on, a, on the opposite team. Was unbelievable, like, you know, and I loved it. And I, what I learned from it was unbelievable. The boys, unfortunately, went Willie, Willie and and Frank went their own way. Then I became the coach then, and I absolutely loved it more again. And I loved going to training every night, doing trying to just bring what I would have done and bring bring freshing things up for the boys, get them enjoy training, um, enjoy the drills, enjoy just being enjoyed at training, like you know. And they did. As far as I hope they did. As far as I know, I think they did. Eddie, anyway. <laughs> So did they, but I loved going training um, and going on coaching and, and, and looking at Derry. Do we have some nights we had a few awards? Of course we did. You're not going to agree in our team or pick a team and, and agree with everyone. You'll have your team, Derry has his team, and Finton has his team, or Owen Murphy has his team, and we're all different. But I, I love going down there, trying to bring my what I've done in my career to the boys and for, for them to listen to and say, please God, learn off it. And I just enjoyed so much going on training the lads. And, and like, it's, it's one of the things, like, Genuinely, I felt on the line the rapport between your whole backroom team, the whole management. It, it was like watching nearly a family at work. You know what I mean? It's it seemed <clears throat> it seemed to work extremely extremely well. And then Derek himself was such and is such a likable person. Anyway, he comes across as I've no doubt in my mind he's as honest and genuine as they come. You know, he, he everything he do he do for the right reasons. But I I. I with your own role, like I know when you're coaching players and stuff, but in the dressing room, would would Derek kind of look to you to, to kind of coach, you know, one to one with players, talking to players, this type of thing, or or how how did the the dynamic work amongst you? Did you just kind of do your own thing, or or was there kind of set out? No, down? no, no. Eddie, he, 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 Derek would have, as you said, he, what a man, a great man. Eddie, he, whatever he did, he was was all for the benefit. We, we 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 the one thing we would have done, a family. We, as you said, we would be like a family. We wanted Everton so close. The Everton in camp was so good. Our training camps were brilliant. The boys got an extra bit of gear. They loved it, Eddie. Very good. I went away, raised a few pounds himself to look after the players, whether they wanted mileage for a fella come down from Dublin was struggling with his diesel money or petrol money. Again, Derek would look after him. It was unbelievable what he did for that for the, for the five years or the six years he was in there. The the the, the, the analysts of the game, what he what he went through to watch up opposition teams. The books he read to, to to try and get the best for the lads was, was unbelievable. Again, if I saw if I saw someone Austin was struggling, 
I would have a word with Austin, no problem. And Derek wouldn't, Derek wouldn't mind that. He'd never t- tell me to go and have a chat with Austin. Or I just mentioned Austin already as top uh, because I was, of anyone, any one of the players. I've been through it all, Eddie, let's be honest. I've played in bad games, I've played in good games. I've won things, uh, you're getting carried away and you wouldn't be. You know, so I've been through it all as a player and that's what I bought to the boys more than nothing else, the bit of experience that I would have went through. Um, and what they, what they were going through, they're not playing well, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. That, that keep encouraging, keep telling them they're good. Because believe you me, Eddie, there was plenty of people telling them they were bad. You know, in our own county. But you can't be, you can't go there, you have to be, you have to be 110% committed to the players you're with. And I just absolutely loved going down training the boys, Eddie. They were a pleasure to train. We were like a family, we became like brothers. Like, it's just unfortunate we didn't, we won a league, which was fantastic. But we didn't go that extra, extra mile to win in our Ireland. We came very, very close. But we just didn't get there. But we, we did everything to our best for them, lads. And they gave us everything back. And we couldn't have any any, any grounds about that, Eddie. No, definitely. And I think no one... Like, the, the All-Ireland final was at that game as well against Galway. Um, you, you know what I mean? It wasn't a game... It wasn't like the Kenny All-Ireland final or anything like that. That was a close game. And you were just came out the wrong side of it just a little bit unlucky on the day maybe if a ball had bounced your way early in the first half you know it, it, things things can happen a, a split second yeah. decision or something but there was no way the boys died in their boots that day on the field for yeah. you and, but it was just just touching on that All-Ireland final and it is it is something that I'll always remember that the, the next day or the day after maybe two days after the All-Ireland final I was listening to Johnny Ward from Galway doing his analysis on the game and the, the the point the the moment he went to in the game was at the full time whistle when Derek was on his hunkers, and you could see you know the blood drained out of his body. He's devastated with the defeat, and you're down beside him. And Johnny Ward gave about a four minute eulogy on how ye conducted yourselves in the next ten minutes after losing an All Ireland final, where it would have hurt, but you showed your own class in the way you went around, helped your own players, and applauded Galway collecting their All Ireland title. And I think. If anything was to give the measure of a, of a group of people, I think the way he summed it up was just to say that you were an absolute class management team. So I think kudos to yourself and and Derek and all the backroom team to, to, to have somebody like that coming out and saying how, how, how class the whole thing was. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. 17, we, Galway had never beaten Warford in a championship. He going into 17, like, you know, and I don't think they ever will beat Warford in league or championship again, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, there was a few things to do for me that day. I think God rest Tony Keady. Um, it really motivated Galway yeah. um, in the dressing room that day. I, I, didn't, I, I thought Fergal Hogan was, was very, very hard on Warford that day, if I'm being honest with you. And I would have said this numerous times in numerous occasions, interviews. I thought he was extremely hard on, on some of the players, especially Barry Coughlin that day, who was known to be living on the edge, like Kenny did, like Noel Hickey did all, all his life in, 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 in the 90s, that living on the edge, but Barry seemed to get extra attention off the referees, you know, etc. And, and you know, I, I thought Fergal Hogan was, was very, very harsh in some of the decisions that day, like, you know, and look, took it on the chin. We respected Galway. They hadn't won it in years as well, like, you know. Um, we went around to every player. We were so hurt for not... Obviously, we were hurting for not winning, winning the All-Ireland, but there was some of the factor that factors that, that really helped Galway that day, I thought. Just my opinion. That really, really motivated. No, we're missing Conor Gleeson from a harsh suspension from the semi-final little tip across the leg, red card. Shouldn't have done it, don't get me wrong. But I've seen I, I've seen other incidents that were just done and he, he would have been available for us, like you know, and but look, these things you know, we we, we, we had a great time, we had a great time leading up to the match. 
Um, the lads enjoyed it. They never got carried away. It's just such a pity, Eddie, that we didn't go out and perform uh, as well as we should have. No, we did We did perform. We left Everton out there. The players gave us Everton. But these opportunities don't come around very often, Eddie. And when you don't take, when Galway took it, we didn't. Um, do you know, and it was hard to take. But again, you could not fault the effort from the boys or any of the backroom team. We had such a unity in the backroom team, Eddie, which is very important, Eddie, to have a unity. They're all going the one way. We all get on together. There's no way with like, bitching between each other. And um, we need to have that uh, when, when we were there. And, like, listening to you talk about it now, you know, I, I can, I, you know, I can feel the passion that you have for, for Waterford Hurling and, you know, it, you know, that type of thing is contagious and I can see how a dressing room would be better for having you in it. It must have been extremely difficult for, for Derek and I know you obviously, I think you're Derek's brother-in-law um, so you obviously know each other. No, ex- you're not. No, that's my land. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Cheers, we back it up there a little bit now. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> but but you, you, you obviously, you know, you know Derek extremely well. Sorry for uh, the, the mix up there but um, you do know him very, very well and I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for Derek to say, look, I'm stepping away or for any of you to say, look, we're going to step away now but looking back now, was it the right decision? Was it at the right time that you did take that step back? Yeah, just 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 plus and minus for if you were if you were to ask Derek, he probably would have said yes at the time, but maybe two or three months into it, he said I should have stayed with it maybe. But again, we go back to the first first ten minutes of the, of the conversation, uh, Eddie, where where do you stay too long? Do the boys need a fresh voice, etc. etc. And I thought, you know, we did our bit, Eddie. We could, could we have bought him further? I don't know. You know, could we? I've got him over the line again the year after, the year after that. Like, you know, expectation in 17, goes into 18, we didn't perform well. Do we stay on another year for 19? Do you know, did the lads get fed up yet, etc., etc. Like, you know, so I think we made the right decision at the management at the time to leave a fresh voice in to, to, because I thought we bought him as far as we could. And for the next manager to come in, no matter who was coming in, I felt sorry for Paulie Fanning, if I'm being honest with Eddie, who, who, who was a very, very good man. To come in after Derek, it was going to be extremely tough because the players had so much time for Derek. And for a new manager to come in after Derek, it's like whoever come in after Brian Cody, whoever come in after Davy Fitz in Wexford, or whoever come in after John Coyley in Limerick, it's going to find it tough because he'd have to bring his plan to it. And if it doesn't work, you can be sure that, that the, the public are down yeah, players will go against you, etc., etc. But at the time, I think we made the right decision in going in the following year, like you know, and and left the, 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 the next manager to come in and try and bring his statement to this to, this, to his, his to his setup. Like it didn't work, obviously. Ian Carroll came in then, and it's obviously worked a bit. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. um, I have no trophy, but it's worked a bit. He's got a response from the players, which is massive. So um, long may it last, did he? No, a hundred percent. And I think I think Liam is is getting a tune out of him, and and sure, hopefully it'll, it'll continue in that vein. Just before I switch off the the kind of senior inter county hurling, because I want to switch on to another two little things before I let you finish up with me. But it's it's something I I, I wanted to ask you, and it's and it it's in no way a reflection on any players or anything like that. But the hurler of the year award. Some players, I think, and maybe I'm looking at it completely wrong, but some players, I think, they carry the burden of that a little bit harder than other players in the sense that you win a hurler the year, the following year, you put too much pressure on yourself to to continue at that height. I, 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 do, you, do you know what I mean? That, I do, yeah. Like, in, in, in your, 
year after Hurt of the Year, the, the 2007 you picked up Hurt of the Year and, you, you know, in, in your own emissions had a tough time in 2008. It's similar to with, with Austin, he'd, he'd won Hurt of the Year and the year after he kind of struggled a little bit with it. And if you look back through some of the Hurlers of the Year, look, there's, there's very few Hurlers of the Year win, win back the back Hurler of the Year. It seemed, is it something that weighed on your mind? Am I, am I imagining that or is it? No, I, I can assure you, you're not imagining it. I, I just, I can only speak for myself if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I, I, as I said to you, I would have done everything right um, for zero weight. I would have trained harder. I got slightly injured going into the, and it's not an excuse, I'm never a man to make excuses about my performance. If I was bad, I was bad. If I was good, I was good. I said that, that. I, I was, I pulled, I pulled my hamstring, which I'd never done before. Slight tear going into the Clare game before and along the championship but I would have it would have been in my mind Eddie that can I do this again can I get another goal the pressure would have been on me I would have put pressure on myself to play well in every game after getting hollered here and the public would have had pressure on you too if you know what I'm saying yeah. look you don't you don't get you, you don't get paid Eddie in, in, in to play a hurling which someone might ask you to do something and you might get something out of it and they are the little treats that you get if you do get it. But I can assure you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got carried away or anything like that with that. I would have trained hard. I would have done everything. And Justin would have said, I would have done everything. Davy said when he came in. But as you said there, I think Tony Kelly struggled for a year or two after two when he got hurt of the year, as as the, as did Austin. So it's just a thing that I didn't ask for hold of the year. I did. It's just something you don't vote. I'd swap everything for another medal. Um, but it's just it, it does bring a bit of pressure. But I. It, that's coming, but it's amazing that the pressure comes if Kenny Fella gets it all over the year. Chef Henry gets it one year, Tommy gets it the year after. But Henry still has a good year because the players are around him, there are good players around him, if you know what I'm saying to you. Yeah, he's not carrying because, the hole. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great players around I, I had great players around me, Eddie, don't get me wrong. But Kenny at the time had quality holders and stuff like that. And it, I can assure it puts you under pressure, Eddie, and there's nothing worse than going on the field, putting yourself under pressure trying to do this and it didn't work for you like you know but it does it does, it does add pressure when you get these awards no uh, uh, 100% no it was just it is something and if you if you look back because I'm not going <laughs> to name out any players in case I meet anyone on the way home but if you, <laughs> if you do look back Adam, it, it does happen quite a lot that there's in in horse racing we call it the bounce effect where a horse goes out and wins by half the track on a on a Wednesday and runs the following week and finishes last. It's just known as the bounce effect that it, it can it can kind of hurt them. Not comparing footballers or hurlers to, to horses now, but it's just it's just something that's a little bit interesting. And, and I and I just wondered if it did play on your mind. Just pushing on to the next section, you, you've retired from the the intercounty management setup and the whole lot. But last year. I think it was last year you got involved with the water Waterford Camogie setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I just seen a headline in, in the Irish Independent at the time, and the headline just said Shanahan left flabbergasted by second-rate treatment of Camogie sites. Yeah, you, you were completely stunned by by what yeah, you're I, seeing. I was unbelievably stunned. Eddie. Um, uh, I would have took me. I, I would have got a third. Brian would have came to me asking me like, "Wing train the ladies at the time." And like I said, I, I, I'd like it, you know. Um, see, could I, again, bring bring a bit of knowledge to, to, the, to, to the women. But I just couldn't get over the way they were treated. Um, it's obviously getting better this year, a small bit better this, this year. But again, it, it, it was just going to try and get a pitch to train on. No food, no, no, nothing to eat after. We would have spent, myself and Tommy Burns, would have, the, the kit man at the time, would have spent our own money getting a few sandwiches for the ladies after training. And I can assure you, they did train harder than anyone. 
they travel longer distances than, than their male counterparts, but yet they don't get the respect that they fully deserve. You know, and I found a flabbergasting the effort they put in in training to come down in wet weather. And it was wet last year in the winter when you were training. Next minute, COVID had stopped in and you couldn't get a pitch. You were training on, on AstroTurfs, which is false training, if I'm being honest with you. The ball is bouncing into your hand when you go playing in muck and dirt. It, 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 it's, it's kind of a, it's stuck there and you have to battle for it. But it, I just, it just opened my eyes that they were so far behind that, that, that the women should be treated way better than that they were, like, you know, and... And I, I just thought it flabbergasted me the way they were treated. Like, you know, obviously, Warford, they're not, they're not Cork or Kilkenny, where Lambie are sponsoring or, or whoever sponsors Cork, that they have the extra bits. But they've won all Ireland's Cork and Kilkenny and the Galways. Warford were, were trying to get up to that level. But they gave it, again, Eddie, they gave me everything we had as a management team. I was disappointed going to some grounds that we had no lights, the grass was long, it wasn't good enough for, for them, uh, if I'm being honest. But I enjoyed training, like I always did. But I just couldn't get over they were the way they were treated, like you know. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's interesting you say it, Dan. Um, I've I've been very very lucky to be be involved with the Wexford Camogie setup. I was involved with them for for three years, and it was three really really enjoyable years. But I can assure you, it, there's no difference at the top. Um, you know, we were yeah. we we would have been competing. In, we got the two All Ireland semi-finals at that time, but you know, we did we three back to back All Ireland titles earlier in it, but they. The same issues that you were having with Waterford, we were having with Wexford seven, yeah. eight years ago, trying to get pitches to train on. Uh, there's not a dream. You might get food after a after a, yeah. a championship match, but you won't get food at training. And what was worse yeah. for us was you're training in the centre of excellence when it got done, which is great. But the senior county hurling team were training at the same time as us on a different pitch, and they'd arrive into food from their caterers, whereas our, our girls would come back in, tug out and drive back to Dublin, and they wouldn't even yeah. be given a toasted sandwich. Yeah. I, I would have had I would have had that situation with the Waterford ladies footballers. We just happened to cross paths and carry it on one it, and you know, and uh, they had food out above, and, and, and they had food, and our lads, our, our ladies had only apples and bananas. So my 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 heart just sank. You know what? What, what for, for the ladies, Eddie? To be honest with you, even this year, Eddie, like you know that that what, what the Camogie Association wanted to play league back to your club, then back to the championship. Do you know? Thank God they have rectified that. You know, it's gone back to the, the way it should be. But they, 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 small things like that, Eddie, they, these women are getting the rights, the rights, and rightly so, what the lads should be getting, if you know what I'm saying to you. They put in some effort, you know as well as I do, yeah. the way of speaking, they, they put in some effort away from the field, they travel long distances, they're in college, they're coming down in the cab and no, that's probably just past an NCT that have no petrol or diesel in it and they're still coming down smiling and putting in an effort. They're an absolute... They were an absolute joy to train when I was involved. Like you know, I just hope they get the recognition they deserve because they, they, they won't if they if they, if the board the association keeps making these decisions. Like you know that they're, they're trying to make. Like you know, but I just hope it improves for the ladies themselves. Um, is it time for the players themselves to stand up? And I know they have been, and and I've seen that. But it's just one of the biggest issues that the Camogie Association have is that they're not actually under the umbrella of the GEA. So when you training GEA pitches you're actually at the behest of the GEA so technically your Camogie clubs don't have their own pitches so yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. you know is it is it time that maybe the players now that they've amalgamated with the, the male counterparts is it time that they start looking and seeing can the Camogie Association come in under the broader umbrella of the GEA definitely why not you know it's, it's you know it's just, it's just last year we got beaten by Tipperary above and uh, above and 
Bob and Parky Cueve, and we gave it everything the same night. But we had, we had County Board officials come in looking for the taking the jerseys off the, the girls' back. Do you know after the match? And I found that disrespectful to to, to the girls that they couldn't keep their jersey. Or do you know that they, that they had, after losing the game that they they were they were put under pressure to give their jersey back straight away? Do you know that for me is not good enough, Eddie. If I'm being honest with you, but you know at least you should be able to get your jersey after after being beaten in championship. And take it home with you, or do what you have to do, or for some people, some girls like him, or frame him, or some girls give him to someone they want to give him to. Oh. But they have to change it. This has to change for for women, for for the for the for, for the women's sport to get any better. Because if you know what's happening, a lot of girls playing come out, you know, the underage and etc. etc. Like you know, and they need to promote this where they can and get. There's not more better than watching the Ireland final, the, the Camogie final. You know, over the years, the, the attendances have got better and better and better. Like you know, and. Please God may long continue, like you know, because they do deserve a lot more than what they're getting. No, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Dan. And I think, you know, it's it's voices like yours that'll carry far much more more weight for the Camogie Association than you think. So I think they've they've a good guy in their corner and you um put, putting that out there as well. And and, and we're one hundred percent behind you on that. Before I let you jump off on me, Dan, there's been a couple of rule changes um in the GEA that have been met with. I, I want to say hostility at the moment. I I I, I kind of like to give these things a few a few games before I lose the head. But the 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 first one is the initial ruling on the cynical fouls. That you know, if 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 I'm being down on goal and there's a cynical foul, or you know, have you had any taken on that yet, or, or what way do you think was it a necessary rule? The yellow card coming into the hurling, like yeah, look, there, there was no. I think there was one or two occasions last year. Um, Eddie did where a lad was going through and he well, I can't think of the game when his heels were clipped early he won the Dublin last clip the fella deliberately for me that's 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 cynical like you're going to bearing down and go he comes in and deliberately that's definitely a yellow card for me but I I think I watched all last week's games Eddie and, and I watched them for a reason to see what way the were especially Sard and I do tip, uh, tip, tip and Limerick you know I suppose Cullum Lines to his credit was, was, is living by the rules but I can remember Kyle Hayes breaking a tackle being fouled and the play was brought back for a free you know that that, that for me the cynical fouling first of all is was it if a fellow's bearing down goal and he's going in one on one and he's, de- he's taken out of it has to be a look hard and penalty I do agree with that I think it should be from inside the 21 inside the D whatever it is there I, I do agree with that I think the, the penalty rule must come in there like you know if you give away a cynical foul fair enough but uh, the advantage rule is beating me Eddie. You know, I, I've been told that the advantage is the free. We're going to have be, we're going to have free takers now getting fifteen to twenty points a, a, a game now. If that's the case, and like, you know, like I see, I seen one of the games the other day, and I think it was the Limerick game. He, he broke the tackle. The referee, the referee, he pulled the strike after it. If you know what I mean, the yeah. ball, the referee blew the whistle and brought him back for a free, and he subsequently missed the free. Yeah, um, like. It's going. Is it going? To, is it going to slow the game down? Oh, um, yeah. Really? What, like, what? What was wrong with the game, Eddie? Really? You know what was wrong with the way it was played last year? Like you know, people like I think Limerick. Like I was watching the game. And I was listening to Anthony Daly and Joanne Cantwell asked the question: Are Limerick going to get extra attention because of the media have given them attention over the cynical fouling? They definitely are, Eddie. Really, if you ask me, if you ask me, the referees are going to watch Limerick. They're going to watch the Coyle Hayes or the old Higgins. He was caught maybe leaving his holy, but. I can assure you, Kilkenny did it in the noughties. J.J. Delaney, Tommy Welch, Noel Hickey lived on the edge. That's why they won so many All-Irelands. Do you know, I don't think there was anything wrong. This is my, just my opinion. I don't think there was anything wrong with the game. The, the, the advantage rule 
it's massive for a forward because he he can live to play goals, speeds up the games. You know, you bring in a free, slows down the games, it crowds the games. Free taker puts it over the bar, puts it wide, slows it down again. I don't know what what's next. What's going to come in next, really? But you know, what rule is going to change next year? What's what's going to come in? The same the same thing as obviously you know, as I think at the moment again. But I, I, but what's next year? Well, what's the thought press uh, process behind these things? Do you, do you think like yeah, it's, I don't know where this rule came out of? I knew they were looking at the cynical foul because there was a lot of talk about it on the Sunday game and stuff. Paul Murphy, uh, the the former Kilkenny corner back, he said to me. It's still not going to stop him in the last minute of an All Ireland final pulling you down if you were going in on goal. hundred percent, and, and I, w- I would have had with Derek if you were going in one on one, you took him down, take yellow card, simple as that. We would have told lads take yellow card, no goals at any cost. And then, so you but can no, no, Dave, no, I just, I just the one thing I do agree with that, like if a lad is going through and his, his heels are definitely clipped, like you know, in the middle of the game, maybe so. But again, but if last minute of the game you're going in and you're going to stop a man's going. I'll take a right card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's not, there's not going to change. But, it, but why are they making these rules? Eh? Why are you reading the column of John Coyley? Why change it? What's, what's, what's wrong with the game? The way it has gone? Like you know, football has been changed. Now they're trying to change holding. You know, you know, and you know what's, what? But for me, it's going to be hard. It's club holding, Eddie. Where the referees are, 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 you know, they might be up to the standard of inter-county referees. You know, what's the cynical phone in club holding? You could have a, a lad five minutes, five miles over the road referee in a club game might like the club and he could, he, could, he could just call a free. You know, so it's going to be, it's a very tricky situation. For, for Obviously, it's open, they're going to have a look at it, but I'd love to know who's making these decisions because I'd love to sit in the middle of them and see that obviously they don't, they don't discuss these things with the GPA or the players. Because I can assure you the players wouldn't agree with this. Yeah, but it's it's, it's 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 just it's something that baffles me that that these things are brought up at Congress and and passed through. I don't even think to talk to the referees association. It's just someone passes a motion and then everyone discusses it and they agree it either comes in or it doesn't. But as you say, well, what to comes be honest, next? I think they're afraid to disagree. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Meetings. Um, do you know? Do you know? Do you, I'm not afraid, but I, I don't. I don't know. Are they, why? Why are they agreeing? Why? They, why what, what was wrong with the game? Who's making decisions with respect to how how, how old are these men making the decisions? Do you know? Yeah, no, it's it's it's. Do you know? So uh, I just just I just don't see anything wrong with the game of hurling, the way it was played last year. Like Limerick live on the edge, but that's why they're Ireland champions. It's Do you just, know? But like th- this rule is going to have. I I I didn't realize this because I rang up to find out what the story was. But how do you change rules back? This rule is in for the year. It can't change. So there you go. So and, they, and, and you, I think you said it there. The referees weren't consulted about this either. I don't think. No, they would have. They would have been just given the sheet. This is the new rules, and they would have had a conference, you know, a meeting explaining to them how the rules are to be implemented, and and, and that's how it goes. There might be a referee on a panel, but I just don't know who was watching telly last year and said, you know, what we need to do now is yeah. stop giving advantage. And I and I, I, like, I like to answer the que- I like to ask the question to the one of the hierarchy in the Why is this brought in? And explain it to the players. Because my point being, I don't think the players were asked about this. Thing. And. The players play the game. They put their lives on hold to get in the condition they're in to, to play the game. And, you know, if you're in an Ireland final and you're, you're doing your best to go and tackle a fellow do and the referee blows because there's the rules and could lose an Ireland, the careers could be gone. As long as you could, last year in your career, you make a mistake, game over, career gone. Do you know what I'm saying? There's so much at stake for the players. They put so much effort in away from the field to get into the size they are now, the muscle they have, the hold and the speed of everything they have. And to be... To, to, to let a Coyle Hayes or a Keane Lynch or an Austin Gleeson or a, a, a Parry Welch or a TJ Reid to be pulled back 
um, to take a free, I think it's destroying the game. As I said, what next? What's going? What rule will be next year? No, so. No, it'll be interesting to watch. The last thing I'm going to ask you about, Dan, is what can we expect from you for the next 12 months? Is there any teams that you're being involved with other than Lismore or what's what's happening in your own life? Yeah, I'm doing a small bit of coaching with Bennett's Bridge, Eddie. Um, so I am. Um, met the boys there during the week. We were back there, obviously, during the week. And on contact stuff during the week. Like, you know, so um, loving it. Absolutely loving it. Just said I needed that, freshen things up. So I've gone down there to Bennett's Bridge to just do a bit small bit of coaching with them and absolutely loving it Eddie like you know so no expectations down there lads of grace obviously Bally Hill or King Pings like you know but look that's, that's, why, that's why I went in there ready to learn from the best and please God I will and have you had a couple of sessions just the one session so far is it? we had a couple of sessions Eddie a couple of sessions there this week like you know but again like you know getting used getting used to the lads getting used to their names and stuff like that is probably hard at the moment like you know and we had our Zoom call well I, I didn't have any Zoom calls you know, I'm not a Zoom man yeah. <laughs> but um, um, we had our just I'm a practical man. Go to the field, train the boys, give everything I have. Once they give me everything they have, I, I enjoy that. Like you know, and I'm only there two nights and they have it. Like you know, but look, I just said to improve holding, to prove myself. I, I took took a chance by going to the Venice Bridge and see the Kikini style of holding and learn from them. And you know, and I'm looking forward for the rest of the year. And you you know the Kilkenny County draw was made this morning. Do you do? What's that, sorry? The, the draw for the senior championship in Kenny was made there about a half an hour before he yeah, called I think, you. I think, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was, yeah. yeah so you, so um, your first game is, is, is against Ballyhale Shamrocks, you'll be delighted to know. Yeah, and there's another farmer, there's more men training them, so um, we'll, we'll have a battle on the line, so we will, <laughs> we'll battle on the field and train, so we'll have another battle on the line. Uh, but look, I crossed that bridge, you come to it, Eddie. I just, I just, enjoy, I just enjoy being on the field, Eddie. I, I love coaching, I love if there's under 10s or Camogie team or, 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 or a senior or junior on the Holland team like you know my coach St Mary's to win a junior title year they hadn't won one 32 30 something years and we two years ago we coached them to win a, a county and I loved it and my point my enjoyment I get on coaching I need to watch players when they win a county title their their, their faces light up their supporters faces light up it's amazing absolutely amazing that, that's the truth for me by no, Dan, and, and and that's it. It's 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 just the joy. We all do this for for the fun and and and, and to love it. But uh, speaking of joy, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you. You've been so good with your time. Um, uh, thanks very much for taking my call today. I I absolutely loved every minute of it, and uh, I I could talk to you for the next week. But I'm sure you've better things to be doing than talking to me. <laughs> I'm not too bad, Eddie. I'm not on a Saturday. I'm finished work. Um, I have no gym session done today. I might go after, but look, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed Eddie. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of these. Do you know what I mean? That both and that, and I'm just a normal person that that got lucky in life and played a few good games. No, Dan, you're, you're you're an absolute star. I look forward to seeing you down here with Bennett's Bridge during the year. Thanks a million for taking the call. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Cheers. That is, of course, Dan Shanahan, Waterford, Hurland, Star. Absolute brilliant chat there. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Hello, Martin here from Morrissey Motors, Peugeot Kilkenny. We have the full range of environmentally friendly, award-winning vehicles in petrol, diesel, hybrid and electric. Our 208, 3008 and 508 have all won Car of the Year. Our 5008 seven-seater has won SUV of the Year. And not forgetting Ireland's best-selling commercial, the award-winning Partner Van. That's five in a row, Martin. It is, Brian. That's impressive. Contact the lads in Morrissey Motors, Waterford Old Kilkenny today.